What's going on, world? And welcome back to the Pursuit of the Good Life podcast. I am not a caveman. I am your host, the <laughs> Mr. Cameron Lovelace, in very much need of a haircut. Joined as always by the nailless <laughs> Dr. Sarah Lee Benson. Sarah, what's going on? I am good. You know what? This probably is the first time like that I've been recording. I ain't had no nails on. That's no so funny. Nails. No nails. Nothing. I am good. Um, I'm really good. This has been a busy week for me. Um, but busy is good in a time where other people just ain't busy at all. So I am not going to complain about that. But I'm doing good. How are you doing? I am doing all right. I am trying not to fall um, into the spirits of sloth. <laughs> in the midst of this uh, quarantine, I, I was just telling Sarah, um, you know, I just had a client. I had a client earlier today that our, our session was scheduled for one o'clock. And I kid you not, she said I set my alarm clock so I could get up for this session because I stayed up until the sun came up this morning, which is, you know, about six or seven o'clock. Six, seven o'clock. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I <clears throat> take on that spirit. Uh, like I told y'all last week, I'm trying to stay productive and active and doing something matter of fact i need to get my workout in today um so i'll okay. figure something out um by the end of the day but uh yeah it's all good over here but uh so check hold on it's not june yet so remember last time you said y'all still starting the sessions soon have you already started uh-uh they don't start until june june 7th started on so, june. No, we haven't started but i can't say um it's still going good as far as wedding planning. I ha I actually had two venues here uh, email me. Um, so about um right after I got engaged, huh? I said because they want that money, they want that deposit. Well, right before, right after I got engaged, um, there's a Mid South bridal show that happens every year. I had saw an ad for it. I had um, registered for it. Of course, it was canceled. Well, I think mm -hmm. they like send your info to like the vendors that are going to be there. And so, cause I've been getting like all types of emails, just different things from vendors. Well, one of them actually proved to be something that might actually be a contender. Um, one of the places emailed, and I just kind of just asked questions. I come to find out like out of the places that we thought about for everything that they're trying to give us, it's actually one of the cheapest. Mm. And so if you guys know anything about weddings, wedding mm -hmm. planning, weddings ain't cheap. They not. Yet, no. No, not cheap. Well, this one, for, for what it, we want and what they offer, it's not that bad. And so it's a, it's a possible contender. We definitely will have to go and look at it and, you know, try the food and stuff, but it's not that bad. So got some options. Mm -hmm. all about the options at this point so but yes i am excited we do start in june and so i'm excited to get this show on the road wonderful so yeah we 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 really just in well it's an interesting time because even though the world is saying some people are saying you know we're about to open up some people are saying okay we're just gonna keep doing what we're doing um, in Lovelace household, it's interesting because she's opening up at her job, but she at the same time she's it's finals week. 
Oh yeah. So she just matter of fact, she just took um, an anatomy final today that she just killed. And at the same time, we got to get ready for the upcoming semesters, which is going to be online. So she took anatomy one this semester. She got to take anatomy two over the summer. She's going to retake, I think, one more class. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, you know, we got to get um, ready for that PT school um, yes, PT application, school. which will be this fall. Um, so yeah, so we're still grinding, but at the same time, we're still cooking. We're still cleaning. We're still recording content. We're still doing yeah. what we do. So uh, yeah, it's interesting. So yeah, it's like chill, but don't chill too hard. That's yeah, what don't chill too hard. It's what the world says. I will say this: you need to get her like. Does she have like a favorite pastry, like a cupcake or something? No, it's a it's a brownie, but. Yes. You need to get her a brownie for finals. Now, Cam, you know how it is for finals. Once you've you been studying, once but, you get done, you just want a nap and some good to eat. Like, yeah. you got to get her a brownie or something. Look, her birthday is already on the horizon. So let's just, let's just, keep, everything, a brownie let's today. just keep everything to a minimum. I'm already, you know, having to order some things on Amazon. Amazon, shout out, hold on, shout out to Amazon. <laughs> Finally getting their, their delivery service together because, you know, about three weeks ago, two weeks ago, maybe even one week ago, you order something, everything says, oh, it ain't going to come until like June 1st, June 5th. Yes. You get on there now. Okay. Now it's like, okay, we'll be there by the end of the week. Next week. It's not going to be two, but because you're a prime member, we're going to fool with you and make sure that you're at the top of our list. So shout out to Amazon. Yeah. Um, for that. But uh, yeah, you know, we still we just celebrate our anniversary and now we're in the process of getting some some version of birthday celebration for her. So figuring that out. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you're doing something for her. But yeah, uh, do shout out to Amazon because I ordered my mama's Mother's Day gift mm-hmm. last Friday. Yes, Friday. And it said it wasn't going to be here until this upcoming Saturday. Her gift was here Sunday. Surprise. Surprise. It was like, I was like, oh, okay, surprise. Okay, mama. Happy Mother's Day. Right. <laughs> you know? But, yeah, you definitely got to do something nice for her. Because finals are no joke. Yeah, and that kind of that reminds me of a, of a talk that I heard Magic Johnson talk about. Over under-promising and over-delivering. So he talked about basically how in his every type of business that he does, he under-promises and always over-delivers. Maybe even always over-delivers and just promises certain things, but always over-delivers on that promise, starting from when he first purchased like his Starbucks and before he you know sold them all off. For him, he knew that he wanted to impact African-American communities. So his Starbucks specifically, his Starbucks specifically, not they didn't just have you know regular coffee they had people that they had items that african americans eat so your peach cobbler your sakatumi cake and what's also being played you're playing the oj's earth wind and fire we ain't hearing what you know the contemporary stuff that we hear he said no for mine specifically i'm gonna not only provide good coffee but i'm gonna over deliver and give you in get you in there because if I get you in there chances are you're gonna buy something else so if I can get you in the door and provide an experience that you'll never get anywhere else then I can sell you in the customer 
That's a small little nugget of the day. You're welcome for that. Go look at the full talk. <laughs> Magic Johnson is great. Um, but yeah. But for today's podcast topic, um, we wanted to talk about what I want to talk about specifically is preparing for your next blessing. So I know it can be seen really dark right now in terms of COVID-19 and all the other stuff that's happening in the world. But I think we still have to be able to get ready for your next blessing, because if you're not getting ready for it, then when the blessing is ready, you won't you be ready to handle it. And so I know I personally can say that my wife is definitely the biggest blessing in my life. But before we actually started dating, and the funny story is that we actually knew each other like before we started dating, um, but never like did we like say, okay, like you, you know, which I, it wasn't like where y'all try and then something messed up and then y'all try. It wasn't a situation like that when we started dating when we was ready. But before then, I know I can't speak for her, but I know me personally, it took, it was a process of me getting ready to date. So I think I won't, I won't go too deep into it, but if you are a good looking man, you know, you might, you might have some junks, you, you know, you might have some, some people who are, interested in you. you know, you might have some stuff going on. And so, you know, uh, I'd say about a year or some change before this, there was just this process of just like letting them go because I, I realized that one, I was going to be relocating Two, I, I needed to be in a space where I could work on myself. So I started being on this journey of personal development if you will. And I knew I wanted to get into grad school. I knew I wanted to eventually move out on my own. I was staying with my mom right out of college, you know, to save money. And I knew that, you know, if I ever wanted to, of course, get married one day or even start dating anybody that me personally, I believe a man must have a place of their own to stay. They can't be living up under their parents' roof and be dating somebody. You just can't. But it takes a level of certain financial stability to be able to do that. <laughs> and so in that process, of course, I went through maybe I went through a car that broke down, but I went and got a a, a stable car. Mm -hmm. I was able to save enough for a down payment. I was able to get furniture. I was able to get things I needed to get before I even looked into dating. And even then, I took it even a step further and began to fast and pray just to continue. Just because you know, I routinely, you know, every quarter I like to do at least one fast per quarter. That's just me. Mm -hmm. And in this particular quarter. I remember that I went out on a date with somebody. Matter of fact, I don't know, maybe Sarah, I'm, because I'm, I brought him to the church, actually. It's funny, because I brought him to the church. It was for a play, because we had a play that night. It wasn't for service, but it was for a church play that particular night. I don't know if you was there or if it was somebody else. I feel I like- I probably was there. Uh -uh. But anyway, but anyway. I don't remember bringing anybody except for Sparkle, so. I got you. But I remember I brought this person to the church and I remember, like, I was going through the fast, and so I was fasting for me, fasting for alcohol, all that good stuff, and I remember in prayer one night, and very vividly and clearly, I heard, she is not the one. Very clearly and vivid, ended it <laughs> immediately. I ain't, got no, I ain't got no ill will toward that person or whatever, but everything, like, at that point, shifted immediately, and so then I began to, of course, start grad school, and then me and Sparkle reconnected, and then here we are, are. Four, four and a half years later in uh -huh. marriage. So, but it, it started with me getting ready and saying, okay, it's time for me to start that shift 
and getting ready for the next blessing. Even though I'm not necessarily looking for uh, mm-hmm. dating, marriage, whatever, I still got to start getting that process together, getting myself together, getting myself ready to make more income, getting myself ready to be able to handle somebody else emotionally, physically, financially, all of those things. I got to get myself together. I need to fix my relationship with my father. I need to reconnect with my people. I need to, you know, get good people and community around me. I need to reconnect with church so I'll make sure my spiritual game is still on point. It's a process to get prepared for when the blessing comes because we don't know when the blessing is going to come. But when it comes, you got to be ready. I, I know one of the things that my mother taught me very specifically that I'll never forget is that she said there's no such thing as luck there is only opportunity and those who are ready for it and those who are not opportunity is always coming by but are you ready to catch it and take advantage of the opportunity so that's what so that's that's the really emphasis that that i wanted to really talk about today is getting ready for that opportunity getting ready for that next blessing that is coming or the blessing that you want because a lot of us want things a lot right. of us a lot of us want this we want that but you are not making room to even catch it i know i know on uh steve harvey he talked about one time about getting a car and he said that you know mama i'm gonna go get a car i'm gonna get this new car and blah 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 and she was like oh that's nice baby but your old car is still on cinder blocks on in the driveway and then he kept on saying it, kept on saying it. And her response would always be, well, your old car is still on, four, still on four boulders in the front yard. And he eventually one day said, Mama, why do you keep saying that? And she said, you have to make room for what, when you want God to do something for you, you got to make room enough to receive it. That day, he had somebody tow, tow the car away, cleaned up the asphalt, got it off. He said, the next week, he got that new car. Even after saying it weeks and weeks and weeks and all this good stuff, he didn't have room for it. How can you have a car in the driveway and you ain't got no room in the driveway for it? So on that same energy, what is in your hand that is that that's in the way of your next blessing? That's true. That's so true. When like thinking about that makes me think of just conversations that I've had or just things that I've read where they talk about, um, because of course relationships is a really big thing and being prepared for that person. But it's like, how can you, and that's always the question I ask people, how can you expect God to bless you with somebody when you're still entertaining who you're entertaining? Uh Like being in these situationships, being in whatever you want to call them. Because <clears throat> they got all so many new names, mm-hmm. but then you say you want to be married or you say you want a meaningful relationship, but you haven't allowed yourself to receive that, right? You haven't allowed yourself to be in a position to receive this person and all those things because you're still entertaining whoever in the background mm-hmm. or you still have these people who have access to you, you know, and we'll give access to people. And I realized that you might want to cut that off because right. what would your next person say if this person is constantly calling you three o'clock in the morning or two you know what i mean like you see you see what i'm going here like you have to be prepared for that and i know for me um unknown to myself that any of this was gonna happen with me and ken um 
But right before I met him, I had just got to this place where I was just kind of tired of it. Like, just just tired of... To me, I felt like... <laughs> you said what? Dating, talking, situations. Just, um, just all thing. of it. Just the dating, the talking, the situationships. And, and not only that, I just felt like it was just draining my energy. Like, I just got to this place yeah. where I was just like, y'all aren't adding to my life. Mm. You're draining my energy. I'm just not in a space that, to be there. You know, I was in, in the, the process the of, huh? In the middle. Well, yeah, and started your dissertation, but you was in the middle I, of. Right. I was in the process of working on my proposal, which is uh-huh. an important piece. This is, if they approve it, you can go do it. If they don't, you can't. Right? Uh-huh. This is the, the starting, the, the lineup. Uh-huh. And I had just gone through this is really just this this really hard place um unknown to me there were things missing from my proposal that i didn't know mm-hmm. had no idea and i had been given like two weeks to get it done or i could just say bye-bye to graduation so so let me just ask you what what would have if you had had like a buster that was distracting you that was making you feel some type of way that was hurting your feelings that was hurting you you know, emotionally, not even physically, but like emotion, like an emotional distraction. How would that have, how would that have ended up for you? Or would you have been delayed at all? I wouldn't have been delayed at all. Cause I had got rid of people. Cause I actually, I was, no, no, no. I wouldn't have been delayed at all. No. Cause see, uh-uh. so there are just certain things in, that I just feel like that you just have to have just, that's mm-hmm. your goal. That's what you're going to do regardless of what mm-hmm. else going on in the world. That was my thing. Cause I actually, I was talking to a guy. I was actually talking to a guy. Mm. So I'm going through this really, I'm going through this thing, this really traumatic. It's not like, it's like these people telling me I'm probably not going to graduate. Right. It's just, and if you've been working on this for so long, that can be a very like emotional moment. And so I had been talking to this guy. It was very brief. I think we might've been talking a few weeks. We probably went on like one day, a few weeks. So I'm like telling him, What's going on? Because he asked me. Because normally I really don't. Normally when I'm in work mode, like all the emotions, everything right. shuts down. Oh, uh, <laughs> but he had texted me. He had asked me, and I was explaining to him, like what was going on. Mm-hmm. And he just, it. His response to me felt like I was having to fight him too. Like mm. he was not supportive. Yeah, you um, at that time. You said what? You didn't need that in that moment. I didn't need that at that moment. I needed to, I did not need to feel like I have to fight you on top of me having to fight the world. So I'm already having to fight these people. I got to prove to these people that I can do this because they just really mm. don't think I can. Mm. It's like I really did the impossible. Mm. Like me getting this degree, that's the impossible degree mm-hmm. because they just did not think it was going to happen. And on top of that, this is staff members. Huh? Staff members or your peers? Uh, both peers, staff mm. members. Well, I don't know if you're gonna be able to get this done. Mm. Like that's a lot to do in two weeks. Mm. Like I'm telling you, and then this dude on my phone, not really helping. And so it was at that point, like literally, it was at that point, I was just like, you know what? I said, I can't do this. I'm not gonna do this. Mm-hmm. And I literally, at that point, anybody who I thought was remotely interested in me, I just told them, I was like, look, I'm trying to get this stuff done. I ain't got nothing for you. We could be friends. Mm-hmm. And we could barely be friends. But that was it. Because I was like, I was tired mm-hmm. of giving energy to things 
that was not giving me energy back, was not supportive. Because I'm just at this really critical stage in my life where I just don't need no negativity. Right. And you just negative. Right. Like, just, just, mm-mm. And so I did. I got rid of everybody. Blocked them. So, you know, me and my good sisters, we be on the block and delete. Delete and block. Block party. <laughs> block party. Delete and block. Okay? And so that's what I did. Like, after that, because I was just at this place where I was like, you know what? There are certain things I need to do in this world. There are certain things I need to accomplish. And I just need people in my life that's going to be supportive. Right. That's going to help me get there. And mm-hmm. if you if you are not pouring in, you're taking away. Right. And I don't have nothing for you to take away. Mm. Say, so I ain't got nothing for you to take away. But the thing about it is, it's, that's, that's nice in theory, but not everybody's to that point, which is why it's, which is why it's so important to to recognize you know where you're at because you know a famous saying of course and this is very important i think it's relevant to your story is that hurt people hurt people that so, is so true. if you don't know that you hurt then you can't even heal so i i if you let's say you had let's say at that time you had been fresh out of a long-term relationship where you've been abused you've been mistreated you've been cheated on you've been all this good stuff and so when he starts doing, when you're out of that relationship, it's gone. But then this happens again, and you haven't healed from that, from the pain and the trauma from that previous relationship. Then you're going to be doing that same thing. You're going to accept this. You say, well, at least he, he might not be supporting me, but at least he ain't beating on me. Yeah. At least he ain't cheating on me. At least he ain't doing this. But really, you had already healed. But really, if you have, but if you've healed from that and you know you deserve better, then you can know. Okay, yeah, I need to cut this off. This ain't good for me, especially in this time, space, and season. You ain't pushing me forward. You're holding me back. So if that's the case, cut off game strong, block delete, as you say. And so it's it's important to know where you're at um, to be able to know how to get ready for that next blessing. Because like you said, it's a blessing to be able to say you got a PhD. But if you hadn't cut that, if you hadn't cut that main off and blocked out, because um, you've talked about before, blocking out people and just temporarily like pushing them away for this season of grind, then you might not have been able to get and stay focused and graduate in the time that you said you was trying to graduate in. I agree. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Um, especially what you said about hurt people, hurt people. Um, Cause I can remember 2013, I was fresh out of a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a hard relationship. Um, just, it was just rough. And I had just gone through this stage where I didn't, I, like, I, every time I thought of a relationship, I thought of prison. Like, that's what I know. It's rough. It's funny now. It's, oh, it's so funny now. And it's so funny. Yes, prison. Prison. It's funny because my, my now fiance actually tried to talk to me during that time period. And I told him no. Actually, my exact words to him were, uh, I am emotionally unstable. I don't know what my mood gonna be, so I ain't got enough for you. And he'll tell you that. And and it's funny. <laughs> it's Somebody funny. Bring on the podcast. Look, we gotta have to bring him up because he's gonna be like, "Yeah, that girl was crazy." Um, when we like, you know, years go by, seven, eight years go by, um, six years go by, however long it was, when we've actually finally talked about that time period. So like. He did not know the full story. Mm-hmm. So, like, he didn't know that I had been in this really, like, 
bad relationship. He didn't know any of the things I dealt with. He he just knew that he liked me. Um, he wanted to talk to me, and I was just wasn't going. So, <laughs> he said, I'm going to shoot <laughs> so when we, when we actually talked about it and I told him because like of course like we, we just brought up just different things that had happened over the years and I was like well you know I was going through this and this this and this and he was like wow like it makes sense he was like I probably wouldn't have been in a relationship either or been interested in a relationship either if I had gone through the same thing because like honestly it took me like when people say you need to heal before you move, that is so true. Cause it took me, it took me about a year, almost two years for me to actually feel the desire to want to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, and that is, that is the honest truth. Like, cause I told you it took me a year to get to a place where when I thought of relationships, I didn't think of prison. That took me a year because, and the reason why, and you laughing. So this is the reason why my ex was extremely controlling like extremely controlling to the point to where um, he was, was, he was just really controlling. And so when we broke up, that was the first time I had felt like I was 22. Like I just felt free. I ain't want to be tied down to nobody. I ain't want to talk to nobody. Like it was bad camp. Like when I say it was bad, it was so bad that a year after like 2014, I went on like an apology tour where like I actually apologized to guys that like were like interested in me because like I, I heard some feelings like I had I had some dudes crying on the phone with me I had one dude give me an ultimatum and his <laughs> ultimatum was I had to be open to receiving love not loving him but I had to be open to receive the love he wanted to give me and he was like either you're gonna be open to receive this love or we're not gonna talk and I was like well bye and hung up the phone like it was rough oh it was rough it was rough. Who said I was on my room and studied? <laughs> I did. I did an apology tour. I had to because I felt bad. Like, after, like honestly, oh, like after I got to a place of healing and just a place of reflection oh. and just really like able to like look back. I was like, was there like you should have been entertaining them in the first place, but mm-hmm. you did entertain them and you hurt them in the process and you knew that you wasn't interested but you right. still entertain these people so i apologize i did i apologized and i was like you know what i'm sorry i was going through a rough time i shouldn't even be having no conversations with you mm-hmm. because i was not interested mm-hmm. but you was on my phone but i'm sorry i did apologize so it was bad it was real bad that is that is funny to me I know um, you laughing. It's, it was. It was. He, he said an apology tour. <laughs> I did. I brought an apology tour. You know, my mom. My mama actually told me. So, like, I was telling guys that I was like emotionally unstable, and my mama was like, "Stop telling people that. Like, you're not emotionally unstable. Like, don't say that." Um, but that's just kind of how I felt in right. that moment. You know, just going through these things. But looking back on that, if I would not have healed from any of that, I wouldn't be where I am today as far as like relationship wise, like I would not be able to be in a healthy relationship because one of the things I don't think we think about is that when you've been hurt before, like when you've been cheated on, when all of these things have happened, you still bring some of that residue into your new relationship. Mm -hmm. And unless you reconcile those feelings, it'll cause you to treat your new person as if they've done what the old person did. Mm-hmm. 
when they haven't. They just want to be there. And so, because I see it all the time. I see people who have dealt with cheaters and they won't trust a new person. Oh, of course not. At all. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they won't trust nobody, but they want to be in these relationships, but they won't trust you. Mm-hmm. And trust is a big part of a relationship, right? That's why I tell people, you need to heal from that. You need to get prepared because if you don't, you'll meet somebody who's great, but you won't even recognize their greatness in them. Mm-hmm. You know, all men cheat, all women cheat, all women do is lie. Everybody. You'll just have a negative connotation with relationships, but it's interesting because we still want to be in relationship. Like you think all people cheat, but you still want you still want to be there. You still want to be with somebody. You still want to be with somebody, but you think they cheating on you. So you checking all day, you checking their phones, you checking their Instagram, you paranoid. Yep. Crazy. Yep. And that's no way to be. That's no way to live, honestly. I feel like when it comes to certain things, when it comes to trust and stuff, like if you can't trust that person, like you shouldn't it's it's just no way to live, honestly, for yourself. That's a lot of pressure and stress that you put on yourself when you need to be probably be by yourself so you can get some healing. But you got to know where you're at. I agree. You got to know that that's what's going on. If you do not know that's what's happening, you're going to keep making this. You're going to be insane. You're going to make the same mistakes and expecting different. You're going to realize, dang, that hurt me. Like this, this is really an issue for me. And I'm always snapping. I'm always cutting people, blah, 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 blah. I'm always doing this, but I can't recognize it's because it's me. So I, I, cause I haven't went to therapy. I haven't talked down with somebody with a mentor, with somebody who's been on the outside looking in, cause I've just been looking at it from my view. So when you get outside yourself, then you start to really see what's going on and start seeing, dang, this hurt me. This, this is what my problem is. Dang, this is where I'm cutting myself short. This is where I'm shooting myself in the foot. I'm buying Jordans every time they come out. Every, every, every quarter I'm buying the newest Jordans. I'm spending two, I'm spending $500 on Jordans. No wonder, no wonder I can't pay my car. No, no wonder I can't afford no house. No wonder I can't afford to live by myself. I got to have a roommate because I'm always shooting myself in the foot. And so guys, you gotta have, you gotta know, like you got to become that self-aware. So what is, what is my problem? What, what is my issue? What is something that I need to, to correct? Yeah. And then once you do that, you got to get to a point to, okay, now that I know this is what I need to work on, what can I do to prepare? But I was talking to a dude the other day and, you know, us guys, we, you know, we think in terms of, you know, wealth, legs, perfect, perfect, protecting, providing, professing, all that type of stuff. But, but this conversation was typically around, was around legacy. And so, you know, what is, let me ask you a question. What does your legacy look like? Well, you know, it looks like me, you know, having a wife, you know, my children are taken care of. I got enough money in the bank and we got a nice house. Okay, great. Let me ask you a question. How is your relationship with your parents? Mom's good. Dad is not. Okay. How do you feel about your dad? Hmm. Mm. so you want to be a father but you haven't even attempted thought about how this how that relationship has affected you how it's impacted you if do walked in if do walked in your front door what would you do how would you feel what would you say another question you want to have kids right okay how, how often do you drink how often do you smoke when last time you got a physical when the last time you've been to the gym? 
Mm. Okay. You want to buy a house? How's your credit score? Your credit cards? Your credit cards below 30%? Do you even have a credit card? Mm. Okay. Last question. You want a wife? You want a partner? You want somebody who can do that? Okay. How have you treated your last relationship? Mm. Were you just playing around or did you take it seriously? And so it, it, you have to look at where you have to have an honest look in the mirror and say, okay, where do I need to make adjustments and what can I start with first? Yeah. What, what can I do in this moment, in this season? Because if you take all, if you take on all that at once, you can, you can get overwhelmed respectfully. So, but one thing at a time, one day at a time, one week at a time. Okay. Let me start with paying down this credit card. So what does this mean? Mm. I can't have Chick-fil-A every day. Nope. Mm. I can't eat. Now. Okay. I got food at home. Let me go learn how to, let me look up a Pinterest recipe and figure out how I can spread my food out for the week. Boom. Save here, save here, save here. Pay that off. Pay it down. Mm. Okay. I got some extra money. I can pay for a gym membership now. I can pay for a trainer. Okay. Let me make that investment. Get my health together. Let me go to the doctor. Doom, doom, doom. Hmm. She look good. I'm feeling more confident about myself. Let me go see what that's about. Mm. Yeah. And so all these things start to work together, but you have to start looking, you have to start with where, where am I at right now? And what can I work on today to get me to where I'm really trying to go? And so yeah. when, when we talk about this blessing, when we talk about this abstract blessing, I do also want to challenge people to get specific as specific as you can with your blessing. People say, I want to be a millionaire. It's great. Sounds good. But do you have, do you have your back end work set up to handle being a millionaire? Because millionaires pay taxes. Yep, they do. And they pay more, they pay pretty high taxes. They do. So are you, are you ready? One, to pay those taxes. Two, are you living off of 30% of your income? Yeah. Are, are, your, are your expenses lining up with something that you can sustain billion million so it's not just a, a blimp? It's not just an outlier, a one-time thing. Do, do you, are you ready? Do you have an accountant that's watching your accountant? You know, some people, some rappers got an accountant for their accountant because they don't trust <laughs> nobody. But are, are you ready for that level of blessing? Can you even handle, you saying you want to make a millionaire, right? But you, but you ain't even made hundred thousand dollars a year in one year yeah and you talking about making a million dollars in one year but you ain't made a hundred thousand before so you you need to be specific and laser focused on what it is that you want so if we're saying in a relationship matter of fact hold on yeah. do i have it i don't think i I had to find it and put it on when I edited it. I wrote down specifically what I wanted in a partner, in a wife. Write down to everything that I wanted. Mm -hmm. And I wrote it out. Like before, before I even like, this was like when I first, when, when I told you like that process of that professional development, that, that got that guidance that, that was, I said, okay, God, I want this. I want that. 
I want this. And it, and it was a continuous process. Sometimes I went back and edited it and I was like, okay, I'm good. And I tell you, everything on that list is in Sparkle. Oh my goodness, I love it. Every single thing that I wrote down I to the it. details and more, obviously, because there's, there's things that, of course, I didn't think about that I didn't even know that I needed. Yeah. But everything that I wrote down on that list was attached to Sparkle. That's good. And so you have to get very specific, line by line, what it is that you want. Because God, I mean, you can tell God, of course, hey, help me out with what I'm missing. What it yeah. is, what it is, what is it that I need? But line by line with your blessing, what it is you want. I want a big backyard for my kids to be able to play in and hoop and have their kids over. I want a pool. I want this. And I want to be able to sustain it. I want to have more than enough to pay. Not just month to month. I'm tired of living paycheck to paycheck. I want more. I want to be able to do this. I want to do this nonprofit. Cameron, I want to do a nonprofit that provides mentoring, coaching, and counseling and provide scholarships for the community and put on philanthropy events that helps not just Memphis, but the region. Yeah. You have to be specific with the blessing that you want, because if you're not specific, that's true. When something comes along that looks similar to, and is a fraud is a phony and is not for you, you're going to jump on it. I agree. I already agree with you on that. So you, you have to be specific with what it is that you want, with the specific blessing that you do want. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, of course, if something better comes along, you know, don't take opportunity of it. Because, you know, God, the Bible, the good book says that God can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you can ask, of course. But when something does not quite meet the mark, I do, I do challenge you to question that and do say, okay, is this... Is this really what I need to pursue? Is this the opportunity that I've been waiting for? And am I ready to receive it? Because I'm a strong believer that if you are going after something and you don't get it, either it's not right now or got something better for you. Yeah. I agree with you. I don't really agree. You can drop me some gems. I've been feeling it today, Sarah. You said what? I've been feeling it today. I feel it because especially that being specific part, um, because I can say I did the same thing. So after that whole little debacle, mm-hmm. um, one of my friends, she called and she was just like, she used to have just, just these prophetic moments. And so she was like, you need to write down specifically what you want God to do in your life. She was like, in every, every, every area of your life, write it down and be specific. And so I was like, okay, I can do that. So I have this journal and I did. And so every area of my life, I specifically wrote down what I wanted God to do. And so when I got to my love life, I wrote down specifically what I was desiring in a husband, not just a boyfriend, a husband. Mm -hmm. And so I was very specific, like things that I don't think I had even told my friends about like extremely specific and when I tell you like Ken is like all those things and more like to the T like and it was it was just to me it's crazy but it's not crazy because I know how God works like I think oftentimes we say we want certain things but I don't I think there's always just a level of unbelief 
until it really happens. And then it's like, wow, God, you did right. this. But it's like, he's going to do that. Like, that's, that's who God is. Like, he can do these, these great things. Mm-hmm. You just have to believe that they're going to happen. Um, but I can honestly say that, like, everything down to the T plus more. Like, and there were things that I have learned during my relationship with Ken that, like, I didn't even know that that was something that I needed right. until I came up. And, right. I, and I'm grateful for, like, those those small things that, like, God continuously shows me about him. But I agree, you do have to be specific with what it is that you want, whether it's relationship or job. So for me, um, and I'll share this with you all, um, that's one of the places that I have struggled with is with the, the, the job piece. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the places that I know God is working on me with because when people ask me, oh, well, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? I really don't have like a specific mm-hmm. job. Like, you know, how some people like, oh, I'm going to be a teacher or a veterinarian mm-hmm. or a police officer. For me, it's always been like, well, I can do these things. And so one of the places that I've been working with or working with God is just being specific about what that looks like. Because in my mind, I'm like, I can do a lot of things. I have a lot of different experience. I come in a lot of different places, but I know that like, I do need to be specific because like you said, when you're not specific, you'll just take anything. And I don't want to be a person that just takes anything for the sake of having it. Right. Mm -hmm. I want it to be meaningful. I want it to, you know, meet these certain needs. And so, um, that is the area that I am working on and working with Lord, with the Lord is to be specific about what I want that to look like. Mm -hmm. Not in, in, and to that point, if you force your hand, God will let you have it. I ain't, and I ain't, I ain't trying to be spiritual. I ain't trying to be super spiritual or deep. If you, if you really are pursuing something and it's not, and it's not where you're supposed to be, God will let you say, okay, fine. Since that's what you think you want. Oh, that's not have, true. It. have you, a story for that. <laughs> you can have it. Cause I know, let me say my story first. Cause when I first graduated, we just, me and Sarah just first graduate, uh, celebrate a year of being done with school. I ain't going back. It's just right now, it's just PhD just ain't for me right now. Just no more. Point. It's no more, definitely no more for Sarah. She done. She good Gucci. Um, but before I graduated and as I was searching um, for the jobs, because I, I wanted to walk across stage, I believe God, he did it for me in undergrad. I believe he's going to do it for me with master's graduating with a job. And, but I wrote down specifically what I wanted and what, well, specifically what I wanted because I knew what I didn't want. And I didn't want to be in an inpatient facility working with extreme mental health day to day. Cause that's, that's a factory for burnout mm-hmm. in our field. And so I knew that that was definitely not what I wanted, but guess what? I applied for them anyway. I knew that that's not what I really wanted. I knew for it out of doubt, that's what I didn't really want it. So guess what happened? I get rejected. But instead of saying, okay, let me, let me see what connections I got. Let me, let me see if I can like show up and just drop off my, drop off my, uh, my resume. Let me, let me, let me pursue it. I didn't do that. I stuck to my guns and said, you know what? I ain't want that no way. I really didn't want that job. No, I just wanted to mm-hmm. apply because really, my supervisors and my, they were telling me to go ahead and apply and just see what happens. I was like, okay, well, I'll just go ahead and do it. And then the list that I made, a job, 
with everything that was on the list and more. Perfect job for me. And, and I think that because I've been doing that, because I'm am making that one decision and sticking to what I believe and getting ready for it, even a year, almost a year later, I, I'm happy, especially in the midst of this pandemic, because my life would look completely different. Man. And I maybe pursued one of those other options than my current employer. So it's important. So important to be specific. And when something is not working right, okay, let's back up and yeah. see what's really going on here. Because if, if I'm pursuing, if we're going to go to the relationship, if I'm pursuing this man, if I'm pursuing this woman, and it's all issues, stress, and just something, it just ain't working. Like, no matter what you do, it just ain't working. Maybe. I mean, right. As a signal, maybe you just need to back up. But I mean, like, like, God, hey, if that's what you really want, you know what? You think that's you think that's the best I got for you? Have it. That's so true. You can have it. That's so true. I my story deals with my ex. Um, my homegirls know the the one, not the one from 2013, but a little debacle I had a few years ago. Um, the reason why I say that because I tell this story to people because uh, I firmly do believe that if you continue to force God's hand, if you continue to go after something, he's just going to let you, he's just going to give you over to yourself. Mm. And it's just gonna be, yeah. it is what it is. And so I say that because I went through this period of time uh, around 2015 where God was just, I feel like the Lord was just telling me no to dating, mm-hmm. but I just wasn't really like saying that I need to stop dating. I was just like, oh, it's just not this person. But God was really telling me just to sit down. Mm. Like he was just telling me, listen, sit down like you don't need it right now chill mm-hmm. but in my mind i'm like okay it's not this person i'm gonna this person oh it's not this person so there my ex i remember seeing one of my friends showed me his instagram page and i was just like oh my god jesus like this is it like this is the guy like mm-hmm. he loves the lord he's posting all these houses these cars he's posting these love notes he seems to be a romantic like this is him, Lord. And I specifically remember one night I had been looking at his page and I had prayed. I was like, Lord, if there's any, if, if, if you just got a man for me, this is him. I want somebody like him. Right. And so finally the Lord was like, okay, okay, go ahead. And when I tell you it was nothing like it was, see, we be, we be missing God's protection with these no's. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, the Lord was protecting me. And finally he was just like, girl, okay, I'm just gonna show you. And so bed, right? Get in this relationship, and the Lord was just showing me. And I was just like, oh no, it's okay, it's okay. No, 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 no. Oh no, 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 no. And so finally, and I'll never forget, it was the end of 2016. I was uh my mama caters this prayer breakfast. It's really early in the morning. I always tell her, it was like five o'clock in the morning. I'm at the church. I'm literally, it's just me and the Lord. And I remember talking to God and I was like, Lord, like some may add up. Mm-hmm. I was like, I know what you promised me, God, but what I get and what you promised me, it's not adding up, Jesus. And I was like, I need to know what to do, Lord. I was like, do I need to stay here and maybe it's going to come or do I just need to let him go? Like literally I'm having this conversation with God because I had just got to this place. And I was like, well, Lord, like it's just not adding up, God. It's uh-huh. just, it's it's, it's, it's not, it's not, not adding up Jesus. And literally three months, three months later, 
the Lord answered. Um, sounded a whole bunch of stuff. Ooh, we ain't even got enough time to tell y'all the stuff I found out. Just know that what you see ain't what you get. At, and then people will portray what they want to portray. Look. I'm saying this to say, I should have took the Lord's no when he gave it to me as his, as his protection. The Lord gave me over to myself. I learned that lesson. And after that, mm-mm. When God say no, okay. So I, I, I'm wondering, is it worse that you didn't you didn't listen when when you felt the no, or is it bad that the friends when this but when this guy came around, <laughs> we didn't say much. I ain't gonna lie to you. Nothing. This is something my friends. My friends met this boy. They ain't they ain't say nothing about him. I ain't gonna lie to you. I didn't I didn't figure out who it was until I just did you said 2016 and I was like, oh wait. Yeah, right. I remember him. him. Um and we, you know, we we was like, okay, um, all right, that's fine. That's cool. That's what you wanna do? All right. But it was literally after y'all met him was when like Everything came out. <laughs> All that stuff came out. We broke up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm standing on that to say that the Lord will protect you. Um, don't miss his nose. You know, sometimes sometimes like that no is like a not yet. It could be for your protection. It could be for just many other things. But like, be specific. Don't take nothing less than what it is. Um, but also just know know the voice of God like you have to know God's voice in your life and you have to trust his voice because I promise you mm-hmm. he will save you from a whole mm-hmm. bunch of stuff because I can even look back now on like even like the relationship that I was in that was like just terrible like I can look back on times when God was telling me to leave mm-hmm. but because I was not because I wasn't where I needed to be in my relationship with God I didn't know that was the Lord that was speaking to me. Right. I didn't know that. It wasn't until afterwards and having a conversation with God, he would just bring to remembrance just things where it's like, no, that was a no. Like that was a, that was, that was a no. That was a, a leave, get out, move, go run. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it. And so it's important to know God's voice for yourself so that you can recognize these things and can prepare for your blessings to come. Mm-hmm. Cause like you said, he'll keep you from he'll keep you from uh from going through some things, but also he'll keep you from messing some stuff up. Yes. So because like for example, you remember earlier, you know, I said I got something better for you or not yet. If you had started dating Ken at that time, Ooh, you child. probably would have messed all that up. Oh no, it would have been messed up. We yeah. would not be where we are right now. Mm-hmm. I'd have messed him up. He'd have, yeah. He and, and, and me and Ken actually talk about that a lot. We're like, you know what? Although in a perfect world, we would have been together years ago, we definitely recognized that it just was not time for us. It wasn't time for him and it wasn't time for me. And to have the type of relationship that we both want and desire, it just, it would not have worked. Mm-hmm. It just wouldn't. I wasn't ready and he wasn't ready. That's, it's just as simple as that. I say this facts about me and Sparkle as well. Yeah. Because when we met 2014, maybe that sounds right. Yeah. Cross each other's, let's just say cross each other's path. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, I think I still wanted to just be fun. I think I still just want to have fun. So yeah, I would have been, yeah, and I just wouldn't have been. I don't think I would have taken it seriously, mm-hmm. nor would I've been emotionally and mentally prepared for that. Because I can remember one of these old hussies that I used to deal with, and like she like she she basically messed up. She messed up. And most, I say this honestly and humbly, I can say most of the situations that I dealt with, so if you hear this, it is what it is. Most of the situations that I dealt with, it wasn't my fault. Uh-huh. Humbly, I can say majority of them was not my fault. Maybe just one or two, I can say was like, okay, yeah, that's my fault. That's me. But the rest uh-huh. of them, rest of them, no. So with this one in particular, she messed up. And guess what? Four months later, I let her come back Mm-mm-mm. after messing up. And guess what happened again? She messed up again. Messed up again. But that taught me a lesson about my own self-worth mm-hmm. and what I knew what I was willing to deal with and not deal with and what I deserved. And that was not what I deserved. And I'm glad that you stuck to your guns after realizing what you deserve. Because reality of it is sometimes people don't do that. Sometimes even after that, they still... And and honestly, I I had to recognize that after after the last one, after that debacle, 2016, 2017, I just realized that it's just certain stuff that I'm not going to deal with. It's certain stuff I'm not going to accept. And yeah. But you have to have that level of self-awareness first. You do. You have to recognize that. Most definitely. I agree. All right. I think we done, uh, I think, think, think the well is empty now. Well, no. I probably could keep going, but call it there because I think enough today. Mm -hmm. But more of the story is, get ready for your. If you want a blessing to come, you have to get ready for it, one step at a time. From self awareness to working on those things and getting specific with the things that you want, you got to got to take each step in the process. Whether that's your relationship, your legacy, your finances, your emotionals. What all those things you have to go through that type of process if you really want to get the blessing that you really that you really want. I agree. Shoot. All right. With that being said, is there any announcements? Nope, no announcements on my end. Mm-hmm. How's the ACT? It's going uh, good. Off? Oh, any announcements about the next one over the summer yet? Or y'all still? Uh, we have not decided yet, but as soon as we will. Um as soon as we do, I will definitely let you guys know. Okay, great. We rolling with this. So. Gotcha. Well, all right. We need to figure. It. We need to get a guest on here next time. I think we need to shake things up. Yeah, we need to guess a guest. We can get a guest for y'all, good people. We'll figure that out. Well, I think that's it. Well, go give us those five star reviews on iTunes. Make sure you like, share, comment wherever you're seeing this. YouTube, iTunes, Castbox, Stitcher. All those things, give us any ratings, share it with a friend. Um, all right, and keep chasing your version of the good life until you can really get that blessing. But we'll see you guys bring oh sorry, bring it to you every single Thursday, and we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>